The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! This is what you've missed on the Video Game Connection Podcast. The vet, the opinion haver on Twitch, bro. What's up, dude, man? Thanks for coming on, dude. You know? Man, it's a, it's, it's a, I appreciate it. And it's uh, nice to meet you, Ivan. Hey, Ivan, uh, do you know how hard this man worked to get me on this show? Do you have any idea? No, no clue, man. No clue? Okay. <laughs> no. Well, this 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 process has started what months ago. Months he's ago. like, he's he's been just spamming my PlayStation <laughs> inbox, well, okay. telling me to always listen to his podcast. Okay, that listen, I listen to, and he didn't even know it because he just assumed I didn't. So he's sending me, yeah, here's the new, here's the okay. link to the new show. You know, I was thinking about should I just ghost homeboy? <laughs> Not ever, because he's trying too hard, man. Well, something's up. So tune in and don't miss out on the Video Game Connection podcast. Now a video podcast. Peace out. You're listening to the Video Game Connection.
I don't know if y'all can read this on me, but I, I am I'm incredibly grateful and I'm really, really nervous to be here, but I never thought of this would happen. And this, this, this right here, this is just me, okay? Yeah, this is a, a version of me that I'm, I've never got to introduce to you guys before. This is just me being me, genuine me for the first time. <laughs> and uh, I just want to share with you, you know, this, this past year in my life, I've, I, I lost a lot of things. I uh, I lost my career. I love you too. <laughs> I lost I lost my career. I lost my self confidence. I lost two people who were very very close to me. <laughs> and I and I lost my I lost my way. And I, I and I got to a point where I thought that everything that I'd ever done here or otherwise, I thought it was all meaningless. Nothing I ever did has mattered to anyone. And, and I, was, I, I was wrong. I was wrong. Once I was done feeling sorry for myself and I decided to go out in the world again and see people there were people everywhere they would say thank you Bray ma'am when you coming back home and then every once in a while there would be someone I would meet that's truly remarkable and you you know who you are but these people they would come to me they would come to me and they would say Bray I just wanted to thank you man because I was in a time of need and I lost people that were close to me and I lost my self-confidence and I felt weak and I felt vulnerable and in this wicked state I found your words Bray I found your words and I just wanted to thank you man you saved my life Bray truth is I, I don't think about stuff like that and the thing about that is is that I can sit here right now today and I can look all of you in the eyes and I can say that you were there when I was weak when I was vulnerable, when I was down, so I just wanted to say thank you. You all saved my life. You wouldn't let me alone. Every time I tried to run away and hide, you were there to find me. When I left things behind, you found them, you chased me. You are the reason. Oh, little one, my little, little one, come, come, come with me, your life is done. Forget the future, forget the past, life is over, breathe your land. You got no idea who you're dealing with, do you? 
I can't imagine what you're going through, right? But there's, there's got to be another way here. Come on, let's just talk about this for a minute. See if we can come up with another solution that. You can't, man. Come on, five minutes. Just let me, let me, let me think about this. Come on. Roxanne now 
and Bailey reverses, shoulders down, and Bailey steals one. And now Jey Uso up in the apron, drawing the ire of Kingston, Sammy, roll up on Kofi, a kick out again at two. And Kingston went for trouble in paradise. And Sammy Zayn, Kingston roll up, shoulders are down, oh. Jey Uso, Jey Uso with the, the kick, reversed it, Zayn with the win, Jey Uso helps Sammy Zayn with the win. Liv Morgan doesn't have it. Liv Morgan's nothing but a whiny. Oh, that's Liv Morgan attacking DeVille and the fight's on! today and I can look all of you in the eyes and I can say that you were there when I was weak, when I was vulnerable, when I was down. So I just wanted to say thank you. 
You all saved my life. You wouldn't let me alone. Every time I tried to run away and hide, you were there to find me. When I left things behind, you found them. You chased me. You are the reason. Oh, little one, my little, little Come, come. Come with me. Your life is done. Forget the future. Forget the past. Life is over. Breathe your life. You got no idea who you're dealing with, do you? Ooh, but you will. <laughs> you will. Show me like, show me like light. Show me like, show me like light. 
PWC Friday Night Smack Talk, even though it's not Friday night. I am your host, Jimmy T, and my co-host, he's Evil Dose, he's Jeff Lipman. Welcome back. That's right. I have almost limitless power right now, except to get into the studio and except for it to go live. Looks like it's raining down there where you are. Is it, is it wet there in, in Adelaide or wherever the hell you are? Adelaide? Now you're offending me. Oh. <laughs> Adelaide's a piece of shit fucking city, first of all. Perth? And Perth? Are you in Perth? No, I'm not in Perth. You know exactly where I am, Jeff. Don't play oh. dumb. Okay. I'm in Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia. I'm at the southeast coast. I'm pretty much but right at the south of the mainland. And uh, just think of it like Florida, almost. Except close to Antarctica. Yeah, except it's closer to Antarctica, but not as cold. That's a shame. <laughs> Isn't that uh, weird? Yeah, yeah it's works. very weird. I don't, I don't understand why it's not cold there all the time. I don't, I don't get it. I know, that's that's why I, I don't know. I don't get it either. I've thought of that plenty of times. Maybe Antarctica is not what it is, Jeff. That, that doesn't make any sense if the Earth is flat. Well, that's true too. Okay. Interesting. Right. It's Garden of Doom, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's right, Garden of Doom. Yeah, I haven't had a flat Earth around yet. Um, get Mark Sargent, he's a whack job. Well, we, we've had a lot of uh, Hollow Earth uh, 
of various degrees, including one theory where it's not actually a hollow earth, it's just a separate dimension. There's a portal somewhere on the earth that gets you to a dimension of a different earth, which is just off, uh, just to the side of us. And you know, that's, that's sort of what happens on Halloween. Right around now, spooky, Samhain coming Ooh. up. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, WWE Friday Night Smackdown comes to us from the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans, New Orleans, Louisiana. Speaking of Garland, I just interviewed a voodoo priestess from New Orleans, practicing New Orleans and Haitian voodoo, and I've got an interview with a vampire queued up for this yeah. uh, month from New Orleans as well. Voodoo Fest is coming up at the end of this this uh, this month, and I also know that there's a, a, like another like goth vampire uh, kind of thing going on that's separate from Voodoo Fest during Halloween in New Orleans, and that show is going to be released on Wednesday, but it's going to be called From the Dark Side with, with my special guest, Madam X. So yeah, check that out. So this is a great commercial for Dark Knight Doom, but this is SmackDown. And we're going to, SmackDown's going to feature the fallout from Extreme Rules, the premium live event that I'm sure all of you enjoyed and saw for yourself if you didn't check it out. But if you don't want to, you can see the review show that, that we did for it. We did a review show, didn't we? Uh, yes, we did. Of course we did. That was brilliant, right? Absolutely brilliant. All right. So they made their way from Philadelphia down to New Orleans. And, you know, advertised for tonight, we had the return of Bray Wyatt. A lot of anticipation on that. Why is he on SmackDown? He was just sort of on Raw. We saw him on Extreme Rules. What's up with that? What's going on with Bray Wyatt? Who's the Wyatt Six? Are we going to see anthropomorphized puppets in the stage? Are there other people in costume? Why would Grayson Waller be in costume? <laughs> so, anyway, also on tonight's card, we get your honorary Oost, Sami Zayn versus Kofi Kingston. L.A. Knight taking out some revenge on his yeah. failed experiment, Maximum Male Models. Oh, and especially, uh, was it Mansois that he faced? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was Mansois. We're told that Karrion Cross and Scarlet are going to be in the building. But you know what? This show opens up with a swerve. There's a car crash outside of, of the arena in, in the loading bay, like the driveway down to where the, the trucks go, the utility center. And it's like it's like a Porsche SUV crashed into like a big pickup truck. And we see Karrion Cross. He's, he's sort of like hanging out of his car, sort of there's some blood on, on his forehead and he's laid out on the street like he tried to make it out of the, out of the car but he just didn't have the strength to pass out Scarlet is hovering above him uh, the angle is very pleasing um, and she's like get some help get some help didn't you see what's happening and there's some WWE officials there because of course they are the first responders why would there be EMTs and things like that we, we get referees and uh, Adam Pierce and the skinny guy who's been seen lately who I have no idea who the producer is. Oh my god, Jimmy turned into Hal from 2000. I'll, I'll be back in a second. I'll be back in a second. I'm afraid we can't let you do that, Hal. I'm afraid we can't have I'm afraid we can't let you do that, Dave. Yeah, Hal was a bad guy. Anyway, so then we they pan out a little bit and and here comes Drew McIntyre. And what does he wear when he's not wearing his wrestling trunks? Yes, you're correct. He wears jeans and his tight black tank top. Yes, he only has one other shirt uh, other than wrestling shirts. So he's wearing his black tank top. He's being chased by WWE officials. And he doesn't care that Cross was in an accident. He's beating up. What is that Drew's uh, giant F4 pickup truck or whatever that was? Shit, fifth, 
5100 or 1500 I don't know is it Ram tough is it Dodge I, I don't know but Drew is beating on on Karrion Cross and Scarlett's yelling for help and the WWE officials and security and referees trying to break it up and, and finally they do but uh, you know then we get into the beginning but Inferences Drew crashed in Kat and Karen Cross, but we don't know that for sure. With a little bit of a cliffhanger, Karen Cross scheduled to be in the four-way fatal match to determine the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. So, can Karen Cross perform in that? And he is going to be cleared to wrestle. Who knows? It's all going to be found out. So, oh yeah, yeah. All right. So, what's going on in this thing? Um, I'm not used to this little uh, rundown that uh, J Jimmy has. So anyway, the new they make their entrance, and they're 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 happy. They're playing the trombone. They're dancing around, and in the background, in not the background, but backstage, right before the gorilla position, we see Jay Uso. No Jimmy. Uh, I thought they were in Canada, but no, they're not in Canada. So I'm not sure where Jimmy is. I guess he just had the night off. Solo Sokoa, and in between them is the honorary Uso, Sami Zayn. And they're all talking, they're having a conversation, um, and they're arguing about Sammy's loss the week before. And Sammy's like, you know, you kind of, you know, let it happen. He's like, but, and Jay's saying, you told me that you had it. You told me you had it. And then Jay's like, hey, Solo, did you see what was going on there? He goes, nah, man, I only was watching Sammy. And Sammy, I could learn a lot from you. I have learned a lot from you. And Sammy's like, yes, you're right. You can learn a lot from me. And so Solo, you know, there's no way you can watch Sammy without seeing Jay, you know, sort of gave a helpful kick to, to Sammy so that Sammy uh, reversed the leverage and, and got the pinfall. Um, so anyway, uh, the phone rings and it's Roman's the tribal chief and uh, Sammy's talking to him and Jay wants to know what's going on. Uh, obviously, they're talking about Jay because Sammy goes, I'm looking right at him. And and then they start to giggle. And, and Sammy's like, what's he? I mean, Jay's like, what's he saying? And Sammy's like. Yeah, it's an inside joke. You wouldn't get it. So they have inside jokes, but the, the cousins that have known each other their entire lives don't have an inside joke. Anyway, uh, Roman is upset with Jay for not helping Sammy get the win, for allowing Sammy to lose. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know what, I skipped to the end of this match and said last week where Sammy took the L and Jay allowed it to happen. And so did Jimmy, and he stopped Jimmy from helping. So that's yeah. I got that part wrong. Sorry, folks. I'm getting my wigs confused. This pressure I feel being the host. Oh my goodness. Uh, so uh, it won't be for long. It won't be for too long. I'm on my way back now. So you hear, you don't hear, but you see, you hear Jay responding to Roman on the phone. Yes, you're the tribal chief. So obviously Roman sided with Sammy. Uh, Jay was not supposed to listen to Sammy. He was supposed to listen to Roman. Roman's the top dog. He gave him an order and, and he botched it. So they go to the ring. It's just Jay and Sammy. Uh, they're going to face, well, it's not they. Sammy is going to face Kofi Kingston uh, in this one-on-one -on -one match. Um, the New Day, by the way, did say that they definitely want the tag team titles again. Nobody wants to see them fight the Usos again because, God, they were fighting each other for like three years straight. Um, but, the, but they want to make sure the Usos don't break their record because that record is very important to them and they want it to last forever. So anyway, so we get a match and, you know, it's fine. It's a, it's a typical match, pretty good match. And, you know, the question here is 
Is Xavier going to get involved? Is Jay going to get involved? As I mentioned earlier, there's no Jimmy. Solo Sokoa was not in into the, didn't come out with them because Solo has a big match. He's in that fatal four way. So Sammy says, "Hey, you 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 get ready for you. Don't worry, we got this." And do they have it? Well, a couple times there's some near falls. A couple times where it looks like Sammy's going to get the win on his own, but he does not. Kofi always kicks out. There's a couple near falls for Kofi, but but uh, uh, Sammy breaks out. Xavier, he doesn't get involved. He's he's barely around. You, you you barely even know he's there. The camera barely hits him. The camera's always just on Jay or or the competitors in the ring. Anyway, since I since I botched this earlier, this is where they're doing some reverse girls to each other and rolling each other back over up. You know, uh, small packages with the reversing of the leverage rolling. And Kofi gets over on him, and and Sammy's ass is near where Jay is, and Jay basically does like a almost like a super kick thrust, sort of like we we saw Carmella and Zelina Vega do when they were the women's tag team champions. And he basically shoves Sammy over, so they roll back over. Instead of Kofi being on top, now Sammy's on top, and Sammy holds off for the one, two, three, defeating Kofi Kingston with a little help from his, well, not so, not exactly his friend, his sort of Cold War friend. Um, and uh, the New Day are shocked, and Sammy, the honorary use, walks out victorious with Jay in tow. There's a minor celebration, not really celebrating because Jay is still, you know, sort of a cold fish towards Sammy, but that's what happens. So they, you know, and so good for them. So, you know, it was an okay match. It was a fun match. Uh, you New Day fans, I mean, it's not their time to win. I'm sure they'll get their time to shine again someday, someday soon. Yeah, well, what do you think? What, yeah, I was going to say, where do you think they're going with New Day and what's going on with Big E? I mean, are we going to get him back together? Is Big E even going to come back to wrestling? And is New Day pretty much done as an uh, upper echelon tag team? Okay. Well, I know that Big E is traveling with the squad that, that's going to be doing the um, scouting, so to speak, on the Next in Line program for the name, oh, image, really? likeness for the, for the college athletes and the other athletes. So Big E's part of the scouting team. As far as him coming yeah. back to the ring, I know people are talking about him coming back sooner than than you expect. But all I know is that when he gave us his video a few months ago, he said in a year or or he said this time next year they're uh, they're going to re reevaluate me to see, you know to see what's happening. So unless he's majorly ahead of schedule and hasn't announced it, I don't think we're going to see him till. I don't think he's going to know anything until midwinter, early spring of 23. And that's wow. just to decide what, what further treatment or strengthening he needs. So no, I don't, I don't think he will be back. I mean, I think if people are being realistic, it's probably fall of 23 and maybe as a surprise entrant in the rumble 24, but what do I know? I'm not a doctor and maybe he is, maybe he's way ahead of schedule, but he said in, in a year that the good news, I don't need surgery. I'm healing up well, and in a year they're going to reevaluate me. That, that, so his words. I don't know any more than that. Um, hmm. When he oh, back, yeah, wait a minute. I think your trunk is open. Um, what? I, I well, it sounded like your trunk just flopped open when you hit a <laughs> speed bump or something. What the um, hell, man? Do you have a dead body in there, or worse, a live body? Nah, no, no dead just body. Worse. That's weird that my trunk fucking came up. Yeah. Because that's all right. It's back down now. I don't know what the fuck was up with that, but yeah. Awesome. Um, 
so yeah, Jimmy's transporting. He's he's human trafficking right now. So uh, <laughs> I'm innocent. Hey, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I would suspect uh, that New Day, until they know more about Big E, is they're they're going to be mostly bridesmaids and not brides. And yes, I think when Big E comes back, they will reunite them as a group because Triple H, I think, is a proponent of it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if he was going to break them up, it would be because one of them would turn on the other to make a feud and have some money out of it. But right now, New Day is a money printing machine, so I don't know why you would change anything with that. And they'll probably have a giant resurgence of selling merchandise when Biggie comes back, and you know, the, and they can really sell that power of positivity. Um, and then, you know, two, you know, three weeks later, when Biggie turns on the other two. You know, saying, "Yeah, I was positive, but where were you two dancing around and converting, you know, or something like that?" You get some. Why not? Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. So, the next thing we see is Triple H. He's coming out of. He, he's you know, he's dressed in his business clothes. You know, his his suit, his his unbuttoned collar shirt, and he's talking to some police officers and he's thanking them for their understanding. My guess is he got them to agree not to press criminal charges and let WWE handle this internally and let the competitors handle in the ring and they'll figure it out. And he shakes both officers' hands and says, thank you for understanding. Thanks for your cooperation. Appreciate it. And they walk away. So we'll see. A little bit to be continued on that, but I suspect that's where that's happening because why else would that be shown? Because I'm sure the question is, how come there's no criminal charges when there's a car crash and it looks like it's an assault? Um, and we turn around uh-huh. and we see Ray. Gee. And Ray actually delivers what's not a promo, but probably is the most convincing he's ever been <laughs> that I've seen him. Um, and he's saying, he, no matter what, no matter what happens, he will not fight his son. The baby that, that sat on his lap, the, the kid he raised, he doesn't care how he's gonna act. There's no way he'll ever fight his son. And he's, he can't deal with Judgment Day anymore. And he quits. And Triple H goes, whoa, 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 Ray. Why don't you come into the office? Let's talk about this. There's got to be another solution to this. And they go into Ray agrees because obviously he doesn't really want to quit. Um, but his heart is broken. And they go into the office, close the door. And we, we see what's going on there. So, Jimmy, while you're driving, you want you got something about this? Well, you're right. It was very convincing, but I could imagine, I'm sure he would have put himself in a place where he would have believed his own words. Like, say, it was a real-life situation. I'm sure he wouldn't want to fight his son, obviously. But uh, does this mean now we're going to get the Judgment Day sprawling over onto SmackDown as well? And I don't like the fact that, uh, that Ray, like, I want to be on SmackDown away from my son when these days... It doesn't really fucking matter what show you're on because everyone's on both shows, essentially. Well, that's a pretty good point. I don't know. My understanding is that Ray is now on the SmackDown roster. He's been traded, so spoiler alert, even though we're three days after SmackDown aired. Um, yeah. I don't think they're going to put Judgment Day on SmackDown because like, there's nobody left on Raw, <laughs> as I understand it. I mean, Elias coming back, unless he actually is bringing back Ezekiel and and uncle elmer or whatever they, they, all the different e-names that they had or uh elijah the senior or whatever they call themselves uh and he's bringing back 17 other people you know i don't know who's left on wrong anyway um no but the, the, to me the question is is anyone going to care about dominic and his heat any longer if ray is not involved this, this is sort of a tricky game 
Go ahead. No, I was saying interesting. I'm listening to what you what you have to say. And you know, all of you know, I can't stand Dom. I think this is embarrassing. It's it's wrestling is always a family business. I don't have any problem with nepotism per se, but this is ridiculous. Uh, and so I think that he'll have no heat, and they'll you know, and they'll be faced with this. What the hell do we do? The only story that's of any interest here with this dead on a vine boring group is there, but I guess they're transitioning to Judgment Day versus the original club or the old club or whatever the OC, the good brothers and, and AJ call themselves. So I guess this, this was a way to uh, take the messiness out of that messy situation. But I think it also takes all of the heat off of Dominic and everything, all, all of the, because otherwise you've got one faction that nobody cares about with another faction nobody cares about. So you think essentially this is the end of it. They just rushly like stopped it like just and that's that and we're just going to pivot to an oc versus uh judgment day feud yeah i think so and i hope that they've been listening to me on my various shows where i said unless you're going to go full gimp with with full sub with dom this story has no legs it, it, it's not going to be interesting so you best get to wrestling and then I, you know, never say never, never say this is it forever with wrestling. But I think for the time being, yeah, that's what it is. Do I do I know that? I have no idea. But remember the whole thing with Dominic, this whole thing started under Vince. And right. a lot of stories have felt like Triple H has sort of been stuck with them and has been looking for ways to get out of some of these worse stories, like Maximum Male Models and turning yeah, LA that Max Dupree and a sister that, you know, he doesn't have and all of this other nonsense. And, and you know, we see Triple H making, you know, not so elegant turns to sort of change things around and try to put things in the mix. And that might be one of the reasons for Zelina Vega. Maybe he's like, listen, I like Electra Lopez too, but Zelina Vega has been here. You know, she's the one I have to be loyal to in this situation. So, um, you know, I, th I think we're going to see some weirdness happening, but I guess time will tell if, if uh, I'm right or wrong. Maybe, maybe as early as tonight, we'll see some of what's going on with that. But I would not be surprised if the Judgment Day's promo tonight, Monday Night in Raw, if they didn't gloat saying, well, we chased your dad out of here. Yeah, we got finally got rid of him, and now we can focus on business. And, you know, and speaking of business, AJ Styles, is, you know, we made him an offer he couldn't refuse, and he got and, and he turned it down, and now the, the Good Brothers are back? Who hired them? But they're sticking their nose in our business? That's going to be a fatal mistake, and we're going to render judgment on you or some stupid shit like that. Well, you know what? Uh, speaking of the Good Brothers, do you know how long they've signed for? Uh, hopefully two weeks. Uh -huh. You I know what? No it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, there hasn't been any statements on regards of how long they've signed for. So, I don't know. It's interesting. But also, it's almost like they never left. They're just back and that's that. I mean, no explanation. They just, other than uh, AJ wants them back. But uh, as far as Dom goes and Ray, I just can't see Triple H cutting this off just yet. It's too abrupt. We need a payoff. Yeah, you can always bring things back. There's always there's always Clash of the Champions. I mean, it's a long way to WrestleMania. There's there's the Royal Rumble where Dominic and Ray can be in the ring at the same time. You know, people like you said, the brand split is pretty artificial at this point. So. You know, who knows? 
Um, when you ask about the contracts, I don't know the status of their contracts, but I think the standard WWE contract length for, you know, their average talent is three to five. Yeah, I think it's three years for most. I think if they have a real commitment in you, it's more like five, uh, you know, except for someone like a Brock or Goldberg, who, you know, it's probably like two years or whatever, sometimes one. Right, right. You know, with options sure. or whatever. And then developmental probably is on shorter deals um, with WWE options. Anyway, so we come back and to show him backstage, we have we see Shotzi Blackheart uh, with Kel Rodriguez and Roxanne Perez from NXT is there. Remember, the story is that uh, Roxanne Perez gets to pick Cora Jade's opponent for tomorrow night's NXT, uh, and Cora Jade gets to pick Roxanne Perez's opponent from Raw. Cora Jade's been talking about how it's likely going to be Rhea Ripley, uh, and I did read something where she is cleared for action again, to wrestle again, but I'm not sure if that's correct. I haven't seen it repeated enough that I necessarily trust it. And she's mentioned Rhea Ripley so many times that I, I don't know if that's for promotion or there's going to be a swerve. I, I expect sort of a swerve. Um, anyway, um, for those who don't know, NXT tomorrow night will be head-to-head against AEW Dynamite, which will also be head-to-head against the season, the first game of the NBA, which will also be head-to-head against, uh, I think, one of the I think the National League uh, baseball playoffs. So it's going to be an interesting night. I also think that from the territories is also on tomorrow night, overlapping with some of it. Um, but there are going to be some of the main roster stars on NXT. We already know Sonya Deville. Um, and we have a mystery opponent for uh, uh, the Tony D'Angelo is going to bring into face. I think it's Stax. Um, Cameron Grimes is going to bring in a tag team. Uh, to help him against Joe Gacy and the Dyad. So we've got some surprises coming up. But tonight, Cora, uh, I'm sorry, Roxanne Perez asks Raquel Rodriguez to be her proxy um, because Cora was her former tag team partner and who would know her better. And before we get an agreement, Bailey's like, what are you, dumb? You're not picking me? You're not picking damage control. I'm right here. I'm the greatest. Um, and Roxanne says, well, I was going to pick you, but you're not exactly on a winning streak lately. And Bailey's like, that's it. I'm teaching you a lesson. We're going to have a match tonight. So that, so that's booked. But before this segment ends, Roxanne, uh, Raquel Rodriguez says, I got gotcha. you. Don't worry. Uh, I'll, I'll face Cora. So we know that Roxanne Rodriguez will be on NXT. Uh, no, she will not be called Roxa- Raquel Gonzalez on NXT. She's She will remain Raquel Rodriguez, her new name, forever and ever until they change it again. Um, all right. Bailey also challenged these three ladies to a trios match. So, okay, it wasn't a one-on-one. It was a, tr- it was a trios match. I'm sort of blanking, blanking out on uh, what's actually happened. See, I need Jimmy to read the copy. I'm not used to to. to uh, he types the stuff up, so you know it's it's his words that he knows. Oh, look, he's in the studio. All right, um, all righty then. So the next match, and I'll clear it up later. We'll clear it up later. What's happening with the women's match? Before we get into the next match, let's see if Jimmy... And that doesn't look like he's all set up yet. All right, so we have Braun Strowman coming in. It's going to be a handicap match against two jabronis, Brian Thomas and James Maverick are their names. It's a handicap match. 
This is a squash brawl is totally over. I don't care what anyone says. The crowds go crazy for him. Why wouldn't they? He's a monster. He's gigantic. But while he's facing these two jumbos, um, coming down the steps, we see MVP looking fine, all dressed up. He's got sunglasses on. He's got his fancy walking stick. And Omos is all dressed up behind him in a suit, shirt, and tie. And they're walking down through the crowd, down the stairs to watch. Uh, and Braun makes quick work of the jabronis. He beats them up. He's yelling at that uh, MVP and Omos. And MVP's like, hey, you may be a monster of all men, or you may think you're a monster of all men, and you're big, but you're. how can you call yourself the monster of all men when standing right beside me is the Nigerian giant Omos, this seven-foot-three giant? You're big, but you're not giant big. Something like this. Yeah. So Omos wants to go in, and he wants to, he wants to take care of this right now, but uh, MVP puts his arms out to make sure that that doesn't happen. You know, it's not the time later on our time, on our schedule. Uh, but he did say that next to almost Braun, you look normal. Ooh. <laughs> You're normal. So, so I don't know if this is going to be a feud. I don't know if this is going to be a crown jewel event. People are saying, oh, well, so these guys can't wrestle. You don't want to see this? What's wrong with you? You don't want to see King Kong versus Godzilla? Of course I want to see this. It's craziness. Jimmy, you yeah. back with us? Are you hooked up and live and in person, steady? You got? I'm back. I'm back in the studio. I'm back at home. And yeah, if you want, I can take over from here if you like, Jeff. Or if you if you want to keep going, you can keep going. Uh, let's see how it goes. But I, I, I want to know really if you got rid of rid of that body in Wallaby Creek or in, in Kangaroo Cove. <laughs> well, the creek right next to my house is called Mary Creek. Oh yeah. So no kangaroo creek, and I did get rid of that body just just All now. Right, just, shh. Cranky, the I crocs are eating it right now. I've done, I've done a kashelgi. <laughs> I, I won't go there, but um, yeah. Did. Well, thank God. Well, I did, yeah. But it, it'll be. It's good to. The one thing I can tell you though, there is no crocodiles in Victoria, the state that I live in. So thank no Christ, none at all. Not a one. No, none. No crocodiles unless you go to the zoo. Okay. So do like crocodiles, they like walk up to the line, they go, up. Oh, that's Victoria. We, we better turn around. <laughs> yeah, look, they're, they're up north, all over northern Australia. So from Queensland, like northern part of Queensland to northern territory to western Australia, we're, we're Perth is. But you're like Miami Beach, see, like southern Florida. Yeah. We, we've got our gators down in, in southern Florida, a little bit north of Miami where the swamps are. But, I mean, that's only just Miami's right. been but, built. Well, in this case, uh, the, you know, the, the real exotic weather is up north, you know mm. what I mean, where it's always hot all year round compared so, to the south. Or the, you know, so what, I'm, kind I'm part of what kind of predators do Snakes, you have there? you driving around, putting people in your trunk and forgetting but, clothes? Yeah, other than that, there's bad snakes, dude, here. Like, the bad most snakes. poisonous snakes in the world are right here in your backyard, practically, dude. I've nearly yeah. been bitten a couple of occasions. I kid you not, man. I've had literally a tiger snake, which is in the top three most venomous snakes in the world, literally slither past me without biting me. Then I walked over it, not knowing that it was there, and thank God I didn't step on it because... I'm sure maybe I wouldn't be here to tell the story. So, yeah, man, the snakes are real good. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, it's funny. The kangaroos, they're everywhere here, dude. Uh, You know, when I was younger, I used to not see them as much. Mm -hmm. Now, 
if I went to the local store down the road, like if I walked, I could literally walk up on a whole bunch of kangaroos. And believe me, I've done that before. Where I, I thought they were damn aliens. Were you, I know you're a big Harry Potter fan. So were you oh, wearing no. your house Slytherin hat and sweatshirt <laughs> and scarf and the snake saw you and said, nah, one of, that's one of us. Well, get this. You want to know an interesting fact? Our that's snakes. Yes, he was wearing his yes, house Slytherin yes. outfit. No, I'll, this is dead set true. This is a fact. Jimmy T is Snoke. Australia is the only country in the world where the snakes do not hibernate. Okay. I there you did go. not know that snakes hibernated. So, okay. They do. Well, during winter, like in every other country around the world that has snakes, they mm -hmm. hibernate. But because the winters here are very mild, I mean, it doesn't snow and stuff, unless you go into the Alps, like literally. Um, yeah, they don't hibernate, man. So yeah. See, see I like I thought hibernation was a mammal thing. Like if other they just sort of go into like a suspended animation stasis. Like I know frogs, like they just shut down. Well, snakes need the warmth, otherwise, or reptiles in general need the warmth, otherwise they can't book. function. So yeah, exactly. So in the cold, what are they doing? <laughs> if it's freaking snowing, they can't move, dude. So yeah, the ones up here though, they 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 just go into stasis. Maybe you call it hibernation. I don't. Just as I thought it was a, a mammal thing, doesn't mean I'm right. I'm not a zoologist right. over here. Um, <laughs> what, what, so aside from snakes, what what other like do you have like orcas down there? Do you have like sharks? We have a lot of, of course, we have sharks. Come on, dude. Actually, another well, funny fact. Huh? We, well, yes, the sharks here. We got the the great whites. Actually, snark, uh, snark. shark attacks are actually quite frequent down here. Actually, I believe us in the United States are the top two in the world for shark attacks. So, uh, yeah, man, that South shit Africa happens all year round. South Africa is up there too. You're right. Absolutely. Probably, probably don't have as many because there's fewer people. But um, Well, it's know. definitely South Africa, I'm pretty sure, was third. But it's definitely the States and Australia followed by South Africa as the most shark attacks in the world. And they're all by great whites, man. Mainly. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we, we have lots of different sharks that attack people. It's, it's great. We have, <laughs> we have land sharks here. Yeah, we've we got land sharks, sharks too. <laughs> Are you guys going to make a, a, a Jaws sequel called Jaws, mate? Oh, jeez. Yeah, now, instead of calling it Jaws, it'd be like Jawsy. If mm -hmm. it was, and I'm not saying Jersey, just for anyone that's wondering. I, I said Jawsy because everything here in Australia, man, like, for example, for example, if you were from here, we'd be saying to you like, yo, what up, Jeffrey? Or Jeffers? Mm -hmm. Some shit like that, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. It is what it is. Australia, beautiful country, weird people, bro. Oh, so you might call it a shark like Choppers. <laughs> Actually, there is a gangster, famous gangster called Chopper down oh. here, dude. Yeah, look him up. Send him to the Chopper. He's dead now. He died from liver cancer, unfortunately. Shout out to the better. PW Hustle when they used to have that great gimmick where they go, send them to the chopper. To the chopper. Yeah, to the chopper. They haven't done that in a while. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, Everybody to the chopper. Exactly right. All right, so we're back from the commercial, and Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, and, and uh, Solo Sokoa are out there chatting, and Jay, you know, asked Sammy for a thank you, and Sammy's like, for what? I did it myself. Yeah. What, what, why don't you give me a little credit? It's about time you start giving me some credit. And and so I botched this also. This is when uh, Jay goes, Solo, you saw. Tell Sammy. He's like, I don't see. I was watching Sammy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, he did say that. 
I really respect him. I, 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 I'm learning a lot from him. He says, yeah, you, you could learn a lot from me. And then, then he gives Solo a pep talk about the Intercontinental Championship Fatal Four Way match. He's like, "You got this. You got this, Us." And Jay is just—he is unhappy. He's—he's he's not getting support from the Tribal Chief. He's not getting it from Solo. He already holds Sammy in, in disregard. He doesn't respect him at all. And and Jimmy's not even there to back him up, though. He'd probably be giggling in the corner like a hyena anyway. Yeah, I'm sure he would, 100%. But you know what? Solo is really growing on me, man. I really think the kid has got a lot of talent, man. Even though he's very, like, plain, if you want to put it that way. I like it, though. It, yeah. it suits him. Well, that, that's his character. He's soft-spoken. He's he's intimidating. He's stoic. That's his thing. And that's good. This It's going to take him a while to get comfortable in, in that kind of... That, so give him the time and give him a character... You know, give them the Lance Storm, Dean Malenko, you know, at the end of their careers when they were like, I'm serious, I'm, you know, I'm I'm boring kind of guy. And and just yeah. let him be a person of few words. But what he does say, you know, it, it has meaning. And they've, they've, they've done a real good job with it. I wish he was like three inches taller. But that ain't going to happen. Fair call. And you're right. It ain't gonna, well, he's in his early 20s. I mean, some people stop growing at 25, dude. So... Uh, I'm not sure how old he is, but yes, yeah, some people, most don't. Um, I don't know, but he's big, thick guy. You know, you know, he, you know he's, he reminds me more of Umaga than anyone else has to date. Um, I know people yeah, say Jacob Fatu, yeah. but but Fatu, no, 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 yeah. fucking way near Jacob Fatu. Uh, yeah, and Jacob Fatu doesn't wrestle like Umaga. I mean, some of it is, but but he flies. He flies around. He wrestles he flies. Like he's the a younger. High flyer. He wrestles more like a no. younger Keith Lee. He wrestles like Brody King. And it's a shame, too, because I felt like he was ready for the big leagues three years ago in, in many ways. But now it's like no one gives a fuck about him anymore. Well, he's in that company where nothing's going on. They sue WWE. They'll probably sue themselves into oblivion, even though they're now on pro wrestling television. So uh, they're on, they're moving off of YouTube, I guess, to a streaming service. We'll see how that works out. But um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, listen, there's always a chance with new management that, you know, you have negotiations, you've got a big lawsuit. Maybe you realize that the lawsuit wasn't the best idea for your company. So you work out a settlement and maybe part of the settlement is that you can have some talent exchange, you know, so maybe, you know, a, a Cedric Alexander or Tozawa who aren't doing very much in WWE can go down there and have a good time. Maybe, you know, WWE tests things with uh, Enzo because he's he sort of down there. I'm not sure what kind of contract he's on. You get Hammerstone, but he doesn't have to do the wellness test because he's not working for WWE. He works for MLW, and, and you get some Fatu with the with with the, the bloodline, which is what everybody wants. So I don't know. We'll see. Listen, I, I know I just said a lot of ifs. But you never know what happens with new ownership and new ownership with money. I mean, remember when the layoffs were happening the, the, and people said, oh, it's COVID. They're, they're cutting the costs. And, and I'm saying they're not cutting costs. The cost of labor to WWE versus what is is so small. You all don't realize that the cost of the labor of the, of the wrestlers is probably like 10% of the expenses. And I... I thought at the beginning that, that maybe they were cutting the, the costs 
possibly because they were anticipating that that there would be a switch in the independent contractor status and they'd have to make these folks employees and therefore their labor costs would go up by 40% because they'd have health insurance and things like that. And so they were cutting 40% of their labor costs. That just, it just became that, you know, Nick Khan with Vince McMahon's permission decided that a wrestling show is a TV show and they only needed a cast. They only needed right. like, you know, 20 people on every show. Uh, and it was a cast, and, and then it got stale quickly, and Triple H knows better, and, you know, we'll see. But um, anyway, enough, enough of that. This is just a natural place, if you would like for me to hand it back to you, because this is when L.A. Knight versus Mans- Mansois takes over, unless you're not. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's up to you. It's up to you. I don't mind being the co-host for, for a change, but at the same time, if you're cool with, do- with doing the host duties for tonight, I'm cool with that too. It's up to you. But if you want to hand it back to me, no problem. Right. Well, you know, instead of us talking about it for a while on there, I'll just keep doing it. And folks, if I can do it. Only if you much, want to, Jeff. I do. I desperately want to. Okay, um, all right. This how, folks, this is how all the conversations go. We talk around, <laughs> around, around and to, to, to figure out what we're going to talk about. Um, <laughs> all right. LA Knights charging right, right into the match. He's He has no time for Maximum Man Miles, who they're coming out. Marseille comes out. Mansois comes out. Mansois is wearing one of those Darby Allen, like see through sheer shirts, except it's not a button down shirt. Marseille is, I don't even I don't even know what Marseille is with. Um, Maxine Dupree looks spectacular, but still too skeletal for me. Didn't get my dollar this week. You'll have to tune into Dollar Wrestling Club, Club to find out who got my dollar. Um, ah, that's right. But it, but it wasn't Scarlet either. Oh my goodness, what's up? Um, it wasn't. Yeah. So LA, he's not he's not happy with his sister. The commentary says LA Knight is officially filed for divorce from Maximum Male Models. I didn't know that you could divorce your sister. I didn't know you could divorce yourself from people that you weren't related to. Uh, even in kayfabe, he's not related to the maximum male models. But uh, that, that's the story that we got. Um, anyway, because of uh, L.A. being embroiled with Maxine, Mansois tries to get the advantage on him. But L.A. sees that coming, and he moves out of the way. He, he, he brings his elbow up. All that other good stuff. Uh, this is basically a squash match. Uh, L.A. Knight beats the crap out of Mansois. Marseille never is a factor in it. Uh, L.A. Knight gives the inverted DDT. Uh, then does a regular DDT. I'm sorry, Mansois does an inverted DDT and a regular DDT, but L.A. kicks out easily. He does the, uh, the neckbreaker in the corner, turns things around. He does a running knee onto the apron. Slingshot shoulder block, fired up, catches a catch a kick, flips him over, over the ropes, big lariat. Marseille comes up to the up on the apron, but he gets a he gets a drop kick for his trouble. Um, and then there's a front kick, and LA Nate wins by a pinfall with the BFT. What's BFT stand for? Uh good question. Big fucking toes. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Must be. I don't know who the fuck knows. What does yeah. BFT stand for? I mean, a big fucking something, right? You'd think, but what would T be? I mean, it's not a clothesline. It's it's not a turnbuckle. It's uh, not a thumb to the eye. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the tickler. Okay, well, the it's big the BFT. fucking tickler. 
it, it doesn't sound like a good sandwich either. Anyway, post-match, post Ellie Knight gets on the mic and says he doesn't need any swamp-dwelling incels chanting his name. And he's putting the whole roster on So is he going to be a heel going forward, which I'm cool with? But MMM was sort of a heel faction, though an ineffectual one. Um, and you think if you turn on a heel faction, you'd be a face. But you think? So you, you, you tell me. What, what, what does this mean? Uh, I think he's going to be a heel. He has to be. Okay. By the way his promo was as well, and the way it was delivered, it seems like he is, and this is going to be a tweener. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, very, it's very confusing to me. Well, we'll see. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt for now, just because they had to somehow get out of this, and him becoming LA Knight once fucking again, which is... Like you said before, though, Jeff, you, you brought up an interesting point. Uh, when you said about Triple H trying to get out of these storylines that Vince McMahon had created, he's just finding any possible way just to get out to the yeah. point where he'd be like, ah, oh, fuck it, no one's going to remember this and this and this. We'll just do it and everyone will forget about it. But it's not that. It's not exactly like that, Mr. Helmsley. Do you think he's going, going to like try to slap the hell out of Marseille and Mansois and make men out of them and uh, <laughs> and and keep them in a faction. You just think that this is it. They, 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 they become the knights of LA Knight? Yeah, or does he or does he still have to have at least an obligatory match with Marseille or is, is this just done? He's done with them. They're all they're both going their separate ways. I'd like to say he's not done with them and just go separate ways because I just don't like that sort of abruption. But I'm down for him just to whoop their asses and and let it be. But also, I wouldn't mind as a joke for a laugh. Remember a night at the Roxbury, Jeff, sure. the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. How about have them to sort of become like that because they're with LA Knight? Think what about is it, love? right? Baby exactly, don't baby, don't hurt me. Hurt me. <laughs> Tell me, it wouldn't be funny at least. You think Maxine Dupree would be down with that? Why not? Cause, cause I, I can get behind those coke parties. Hey, hey, wouldn't that be funny? Like, you know, LA Knight becomes one of those. Uh, I don't want to say like a nightclub promoter type of guy, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, like, yeah, like he's got the coke, he's got the fucking, he's selling his shit, he's got the money. Like I said, go a night at the Roxbury for for all I care. I'd be down with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's good that you say it because. From now on, everyone else can get their tickets punched because it's LA Knight's game. Yeah, he didn't say dumb, but he will. And now we're, we're told that WWE is uh, celebrating uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, so that's great. Um, back from the break, Hola we get, to, to yeah, Latina listeners. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, and uh, we get from the back, back from the break, and we get a replay of Bray Wyatt's re-debut from Extreme Rules, so they play the whole thing, so that, that if you if you missed it, now you've missed it three times uh, or more, but you shouldn't miss it. It's cool, but nothing we need to recap here. Come back and we get Damage Control, which is Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky versus Raquel Rodriguez, Roxana Perez, and Shotzi Blackheart. So several Latinas represented in this match, at least Bailey, Raquel, and Roxanne Perez. Not sure about Shotzi. Um, but there you go. Uh, in, in any event, uh, we've got uh, Perez and Kai to start. Uh, this is a 
very good match, a good sh showcase of Roxanne Perez. She's very good. She's very small. Um, she's even small next to um, Dakota Kai and Io Shirai, but but she's <laughs> she's a natural wrestler. She moves well with it. She's and all that other good stuff. Anyway, I don't want to spend too much time on this match. It ends up the Bailey beats uh, gets the pin over Roxanne Perez. Um, with her, it's not her usual move. It was like it was almost like an abbreviated. Uh, what what does she call that? That that short DDT that she does. I forgot what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. But I, I totally forgot what the move's called, man. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't even that. Uh, they were both down. It's 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 almost like Bailey intended to do that. Realized they were too too short, and she said, "Roxanne." She said, just pull me, and she just pulled it over, and it was a schoolgirl roll-up. I, I I, don't think the end was the way it was supposed to be. Whatever it was, it's fine. It, it, it actually wasn't bad, even if it was a botch, because it sort of looked like how a match would end if there was a real match. Um, anyway, so Bailey gets her comeuppance. She was on losing streak. Now she wins the match. Yay. There you go. Um, but Roxanne looked yeah. good. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. And she gets her, you know, her, her first... I guess this is her first impression of the main roster, right? And the main and the audience's first impression of her. Yeah, for sure. All right. So damage control wins. So it was a six-person match. It wasn't one-on-one. -on -one. So, so I did botch it earlier, but we fixed it. And then it we get. It wasn't a one-on-one. -on -one. I thought it was a one-on-one. -on -one. No, it was. It was a. It was a six-person match. Oh, that's. See, weird. I remember yeah. it also as a one-on-one. -on -one. We're having we're having the, like a Berenstein Berenstein Mandela, yeah. you know, effect kind of thing going on here. Uh, actually, do you memory. believe? Do you believe in the Mandela effect? Actually, Jeff, I know which, I'm just jumping off the subject there for a second, but I've never asked you. I'm curious to know if you're, you know, into it. Do you believe it? More importantly. Uh, I mean, I I certainly believe it because there are things that I remember that other people don't remember, but occasionally I, I encounter someone who does, but I, I just, I, I'm not sure what to make of it. I, I don't think, you know, I definitely thought it was the Berenstein Bears, not the Berenstein right. Bears, but that's probably just because I heard people saying Berenstein And there's actually proof. There's actually proof of that too. Uh, I can't remember what the evidence was. And what about sex in the city or sex and the city? I don't know. See, the thing is, I didn't read the Berenstain Bears books as a kid. That's like just not a Neither series I, that, that made it to me. So it, it's not like I actually have a memory of it. It's it's it would be like a memory of other people's memories. Uh, I think it was Sex in the City, not Sex and the City. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. It was Sex in the City, but it's not. Apparently, it's Sex and the City. Well, which so, I don't remember that being like that though. Ever but, for me, it was always one, Sex in the City. But that was the show that my wife watched, and I would be doing something else while she's watching it. So I mean, right, it's not like I watched it either. But yeah. subconsciously, though, I always thought of it as Sex in the City. Well, all I know is that Blair Underwood, the show killer, was on it for like two seasons. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we got another okay. job. Well, the show's done, and it pretty much was done after that. Because I mean, there, there was there was a time where every year there's two actors, Jason Gedrick and Blair Underwood. Blair Underwood was from. Um, LA Law fame and Jason Gedrick was from Iron Eagle fame. He was the, the pilot in Iron Eagle. And every year they'd have a new show and like 
nine out of 10 of them would fail. Like, like Blair Underwood and Heather Locklear, a show called LAX failed. How does those two fail? So Jason Gedrick was in the first scene, the first season of murder, I think it was called, or M for murder. And, and that season did well, but then after that gone, but every year they tried to build something and you can understand why because it was so good looking. So I came up a show with a show where Jason Gedrick and Blair Underwood played themselves except there was a body swap. There was like a brain swap. It was like Freaky Friday. Really? So Jason Gedrick's mind was in Blair Underwood's body and Blair Underwood's mind was in Jason Gedrick. And they're both up for the same part. And they're like, listen, we always kill shows. No, you always kill shows. No, you always kill shows. Uh And then they agree that they both kill shows. And they're like, this is what we're going to do. Let's pitch it that we're cop buddies. So so maybe our two negatives make a positive. And so it's a cop buddies show with Jason Gedrick and Blair Underwood playing each other, and 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 they have wacky hijinks ensue. So that that was uh, it's amazing that didn't get picked up. Um, well, you mentioned Heather Lockyer earlier. I used to love Melrose Place back in the day. I, w- I will well, say that everyone did. I mean, Melrose uh, yeah. Heather Lockyer was first of all she was the Breck girl from, and I two two friends, and she told two friends, and she told two friends, and she told, but she was also. She was on T.J. Hooker and Dynasty at the same time, and she was the only actress at that time to be on two primetime series simultaneously. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was Sammy Joe Carrington. I don't remember her character was uh, on the T.J. Hooker. But, yeah, both on ABC as well. Yeah, and But, yeah, yeah Melrose Place. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda. It was Amanda. Amanda, right? that's right. Yeah, Amanda. And, and remember when mother, the show her mother was Linda oh, yeah. Gray, also was right, Sue Ellen yeah. Newman from Dallas, and she and so there was a spinoff to Model Inc. Was it really? Yeah. Well, yeah. if you remember, Marrow's Place started as a spinoff from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Sure, Grand Show. Who was Jake? Yeah. Went on a date with Kelly. Exactly, I remember that like it was fucking yesterday. Spot yeah. on, dude. And that's how I got into fucking Marrow's Place because <laughs> of Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Yeah, that's funny, man. That is actually yeah. quite funny. Remember right. Andrew Shu? Yeah, whoever thought that he'd become more famous than his sister? <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? But then again, uh, his sister is what, much more famous. Let's be honest. But because well, of Marrow's place, for a while, he not was for a while, no, nah, for sure. And he, I think, I agree. still does directing and stuff. I think that's what he does. Yeah, actually, funny. I looked him up probably over a year ago now, just because he came to me. I just thought about him. I thought, well, I wonder what's he doing these days. And you're right. He's directing and shit like that, man, but not doing anything on television, though. Like, she was on season one of The Boys, but I know that she got killed at the end of season one of The Boys. Right, And, yeah. and I haven't seen any of those seasons, but I'm not, I don't think she was coming back from that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no spoilers here, but it was two, <laughs> two and a half years ago or whenever this happened. Probably longer <laughs> yeah. at this point. Right, Probably. So. So coming back to the show, before we went down our our memory lane, we get to a different uh-huh. street, and it's Hit Row making their entrance. Oh, hit beautiful. Row, hit Row, Hit Row, <laughs> Hit Row. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and it gets interrupted whoa. by Bray Wyatt's new, and they're calling it a moth signal. So last week I'm telling you it's a firefly, but it turns out it is a moth. And you're like, it looks like a moth. I'm like, but it's firefly. Why would it be a moth? So, and I agreed with you too. I thought, yeah, actually, actually, that makes more sense. But apparently, it is a moth now. 
Well, since you're the one who writes up the copy and types it up, uh, maybe you're, you're just making your own mistake again. Who knows? We'll find out sooner or later. We'll get our staff on crack. I mean, our crack staff to look into that. <laughs> that <doesn't> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> crack. So Hit Row, they get interrupted, and then we get a commercial break, so they get interrupted twice. So <laughs> I guess you can see what's happening to them without Swerve. It, it's uh, they're they're swerving in the Sad, wrong lane. Dude. Oh, um, they're swerving in the wrong lane, indeed. And I feel bad for them. What was the point of bringing them back if you're going to just treat them like literal jobbers? Well, maybe they brought them back to see what kind of they never got a fair shot, and they give them a fair shot. And maybe the fair shot is saying, "Hey, listen, just because a lot of people were, were laid off, you know, very quickly and released very quickly, doesn't mean they got them all wrong." <laughs> you know, whether True, it was accidental. That's right. I agree for sure. I mean. I think that they're going by the NXT rule, which is you have six months to 10 months to get yourself over. Um, but I'm not sure that everybody's going to be on the same, you know, the same time frame. Um, they, they already had some time and some exposure, but we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, we get back from the commercial and we get another Viking Raiders vignette uh, with the female Viking. We don't see who it is. Everyone Ugh. thinks Sarah Get her Logan, away. Sarah it's Rowe. fucking Sarah. It's Sarah Logan, 100%. You would, you, would you crack up if turn around and it was Max the Impaler? I would crack up, but it's not. It's Do you know who Max the Impaler is? Does, I, know, I know who it is, but I don't know what reference you're making it to. But All right. For those who don't know Max the Impaler, Max the Impaler is a transgender female wrestler who wrestles in the women's division but prefers to be called they or them. So... If I go into that, it was very confusing Ring of Honor because when you hear they or them, you think that there's going to be a beatdown. There's going to be a bunch of people running in, but it, it, that that wasn't the case when it was Max. Anyway, from the back, they look like they could be in the Vikings. They got the same hairdo, the bald head shaved on the sides. Uh, but from the front, it's more of a dystopian character with a lot of face paint. But if you put Viking furs or Viking armor Max the Impaler's outfit could look like a Viking outfit versus like a Mad Max Thunderdome kind of dystopian. Yeah. Anyway, it's probably Sarah Logan, Sarah Logan Rowe. But anyway, she says some spooky Viking things about runes and the fates and Norns and n nothing you haven't heard on the show Vikings or on uh, The Last Kingdom or, you know, whatever. Or the Northmen. Don't see the Northmen. The Northmen sucked. People are going to tell you it was great. You know what was great? Conan the Barbarian, which is the same movie. <laughs> okay. So oh, there you go. That's right. So you're welcome, everybody. Um, anyway, we finally get to Hit Row, represented by the only remaining members of Hit Row, Ashante the Adonis. I don't know why Ashante is the. I don't know why it's Adonis. I mean, he's in good shape, but he's not like Chris Adonis. He's not like Bobby <laughs> Ashley. And then Top Dollar. Versus Legado del Fantasma, who come in accompanied by um, Santos Escobar, who's in, who's all suited up, looking dapper, and Zelina Vega. Um, but Zelina and Santos, they they sort of make their entrance, and but they stop at the the head of the ramp and they turn around and they leave. So it, it's just Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro together. Yes, Cruz del Toro used to have a last name, but it, it, they changed it to Cruz del Toro actually about six or seven months ago. Um, right. There was a brawl before the bell. Hit Rose in control. 
They throw Toro inside, and he starts the match against Dala. Obviously, the story is that Top Dollar is much bigger, um, and Top Dollar is throwing his weight around. He does a little dance. They have to do their money, money, money thing, which I hate. Um, <laughs> and then Santos Escobar reemerges, and he pulls Adonis off of the apron onto the steel, steel steps. Zelina Vega reappears, and she... Uh, goes off the ring apron and takes B-Fab out. I think she does like a, a like a swanton bomb or something. Yeah, something like that. Like a cannonball. Anyway, then Cruz get, does a drop kick, then the tag. We get some chops. We get a super kick party. They're all fired up. And we get the quick tag back to Del Toro. He's off the ropes. And Legato Del Fantasma wins by a pinfall Basically clean. Buried. Their friends. They got buried here, right, man. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, it's a bit, of, a bit of a squash match. Yes, they had a little bit of help, so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if Hit Row needs a little bit of help to even up the odds or if this is just the end from them and they're going to be ceremoniously dumped again. Um, I don't know. Maybe, it should be called maybe Hit and Run. Make, yeah, maybe they can make a man out of Mansois or Marseille and, or something. I, I don't know. Top dollar should join Maximum Male Models. <laughs> Listen, plus size <laughs> models is a big thing now. <laughs> For sure. It's actually very in. It's very in. All right. So next we see Sonia Deville interview backstage. And by the way, no lies are told. She says that Liv Morgan failed. Why does everyone care about Liv Morgan? Liz, Liv Morgan is crying and whining and she lost her opportunity. She could have proven to the world. That, that she that she was to be say, taken seriously. It wasn't a fluke by beating Ronda Rousey, but she got destroyed. Well, Liv is not happy with with what she's hearing, and she runs in and she beats the living shit out of Sonya Deville. And I couldn't believe that, dude. That was so not believable to me. Oh, she's she's throwing her into furniture. She's she's throwing into equipment trunks. She sets her up on a table. She climbs over the scaffold, like real scaffolds, not like ring scaffolding, like metal scaffolding. She climbs to the top, and she's totally going all Jeff Hardy. And she does uh, another one of those back body drops through Sonya through the table, and she's got that evil smile again, where she's laughing like she's like she's embracing her evil joker harley quinn like i love pain kind of thing almost like jd harley quinn 100 percent. that's what she's trying to go for oh even though alexa bliss was kind of going for that too but yeah well now it's lives it's now it's lives world alexa just has to buy a ticket so so yeah live live you know whatever when she was smiling when she passed out it obviously wasn't a one-time thing so she it's it's live extreme she's she's the new jeff hardy yeah uh, what is she team with with, uh, with Shotzi? Anyway, you typed it up as a senton through the table, so we'll go through senton. Um, <laughs> all right, now it's time for the four way intercontinental match. Ricochet uh, makes his entrance. He, he's the only one that, that uh, makes it before the break. We go back from the commercial. We get a recap of the fight pit, um, and you know we see that. Uh, uh, What's his face? One riddle. We are then told that Karrion Cross has not been cleared. He is medically unable to compete in this match, and he will be replaced by talked about earlier. But why don't you spoil it for the folks, Jimmy? Tell them ruin the surprise. Oh, no, you ruin the surprise, Jeff. Please, okay. he's your surprise to be ruined. Ray Mysterio. And the, yep. the crowd goes wild. So everyone's happy about that. 
Um, by the way, Seamus and Solo did get their entrances as well, but then you know, Ray got his full entrance and the crowd went wild. So anyway. Booyaka, booyaka. Yep. So, you know, you have a you have exactly what you think a four-way match would be. It was good. It was a fun match. Plenty of action, you know, plenty of back and forth. They took turns doing their spots and going out, uh, fighting out of the ring and uh you know, and Ray was in control as we go to break. We get back from the commercial. Uh, Ricochet's trying to job kick, but Sheamus reverses it, and we're we're, we're getting a lot of Sheamus featuring here because he's over AF. We actually have three three faces in this match, which is um, a little bit strange. And while the bloodline are sort of heels, like they're sort of cool heels, um, so. We are told during this time that Rey Mysterio is officially on the SmackDown roster. So we don't know if there's a trade or if he's just been shifted over or whatever the case might be, but we're but it is official. What that means, that doesn't answer the question Jimmy posed earlier in the evening. Um, Solo gives a Samoan drop to Sheamus outside on the floor, which was, was pretty a nice one too. Yeah. Yeah. But then Ricochet dives on Sokoa to take advantage of Sokoa not being aware of where he was. But then Ray follows that up with a dive onto Sheamus. So everyone's on the floor now. Um, and then Mysterio and Ricochet get into a one-on-one. So, you know, you know, to a luchador with someone who definitely wrestles a lucha uh, style, but there are some Tajiras, uh, there's knee misses, there's elbows that connect. We've got sunset flips into schoolboys. We have tornado DDTs. We get that reversed into a northern light suplex. We get a straight suplex, no finish. Ricochet is going to the top, but nobody's home when he does the 450. Solo comes in uh, with the Ota Rikishi. That, that would be, I guess, the uh, it was a stink face, okay. right? Yeah, apparently that's what it is. I mean, why can't they just call it the stink face? I don't, I don't know, but it was, it was, it was more of the, it was more of the hip attack. But anyway, we get then the spinning wheel kick onto Sheamus, going to break back from commercial. We got, uh, we've got Sokoa and Sheamus going at it. Ricochet's on the top again. Everybody's in a corner. Solo does a double power bomb, uh, and then the Celtic Nor- uh, Warrior nails him with a bombs away knee drop to break it up. They beat, beat ball. Oh, I'm sorry. There's, all right. I don't even know what this word is that you type. So anyway, he he's Seamus is still fighting with Sokoa. They're they're going heavy. They're doing their thunderstrikes, thunderstrikes from the big big two beefy enforcers. Um, and he's oh, this is what he's doing. He's doing the the chest pounds on each rope the way Matt Hardy does it. You know on um, yeah yeah you know, from each rope, delete, 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 then to the second rope. And so the count goes up almost up to 30. And then what happens is the brawling brutes come in and there's all sorts of craziness out there. Pete Dunn and Rich Holland are out there fighting. Sami Zayn and Jey Uso come out there. Everybody there's a whole brawl on the floor. You can't say who's going with who. Obviously it's going to set up um, faction matches you know, Survivor Series is coming up. Maybe we're going to get a Bloodline Brawling Brutes thing. I don't know who will also be with the Brawling Brutes to finish up there, too. Maybe it'll be Ricochet and, and Ray. Maybe, maybe something else. Um, but whatever. Maybe it'll be the New Day. Who knows? Whatever it is, that, that, that's that's what we've got going out there. 
Anyway, during that time, Mysterio sets Ricochet up on the second rope, tries to do a 619. It's blocked. Uh, and Ricochet thinks he's going to spin the legend around and, and get over him, but Ray reverses it with a spine Frankensteiner. This time the 619 connects, and he does a splash off the top, and Ray Mysterio defeats Ricochet, so face over face, while everyone else, well, the, the faction joined guys or the faction belonging guys are fighting outside. Rey Mysterio wins by pinfall with that frog frog splash, and he's officially the number one contender to the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Um, A, thoughts on this match. B, thoughts on Rey Mysterio versus Gunther. That, that seems like a recipe to turn Rey into hamburger. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued too about that match, to be honest with you, Jeff. I'm actually very intrigued. I think it's going to be a very much your, you know, what's it called, David versus Goliath type of match. And sure. Ray is going to be, think of it like the Big Show versus Ray in WCW all over again. He's going to be chomping at the tree. You know, he's going to be flying all around. It's going to be an intriguing match. Gunther's going to look like he might lose, but, you know, he ain't losing. And he's going to turn Ray into hamburger fucking patties. And are we going to see that match on SmackDown? Or are we going to see it at uh, Crown Jewel? What do you think? Uh, good question. Um, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. They could go either way with that one. It wouldn't surprise me if it's on SmackDown, and it wouldn't surprise me if it is going to be on Crown Jewel. I mean, how far away are we from Crown Jewel? I know it's in November. Crown Jewel's in November. I think it's early November. It's not the okay. same. Well, it's probably it's probably mid-November because it's it's not opposite full gear, which I oh, think I is November fifth, or is is. No, I think no, Full Gear I think that's is November. Late, late November. Yeah. Full Gear is November 19th. I think Crown Jewel right. is November 5th. And then Survivor Series is in January. Day one has been canceled. Wait, um, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up, hold up. Survivor Series in January? No, did I say Survivor Series? I meant Royal Rumble. Oh, I was going to say, right. Survivor right. Series in November as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get Crown Jewel, then Survivor Series in November. There's going to be early December. When is Survivor Series? What's the date of Survivor Series? November. I don't know what the date. I'm pretty sure it's at the end of November, but I'll check it now. Right. So, but there's sure. not going to there's not going to be an event between Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. Day one has been canceled. Whether that's going forward or just this year, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I think Crown Jewel is early November. I think no, it's Saturday. You can tell November. that was going to be a one-off. Oh, did you? <coughs> yeah. No. You, Hold on, I'll find out now. Okay. Uh, In the meantime, the rest of the show is dedicated to Bray Wyatt, who does a prolonged entrance. He's got new music. Uh, doesn't quite match the cadence of his walk yet. Nah, They're going to have to mix that sucks, up a little bro. bit. Um, but he gets a huge reaction. It's just Bray, no mask. He's got the lantern, but he's in no particular <laughs> outfit. He's just wearing a black T-shirt and black jeans. And he's like fat, by the way. I don't care what anyone says. And just quietly, November 26th is when Survivor Series is on. At the TV Garden in Boston. Okay, so Thanksgiving weekend. So the 27th, cool. And I think, so Crown Jewel, I think, is the 5th. I think it's early. It's a Saturday. And uh, Full Gear, I think, is the 19th. So, all right. Very good. Um, Anyway, Bray's promo is that it's him it's just him and you know he lost his career he lost his confidence he lost everything he lost two people who were very close to him one obviously is Brody Lee Luke Harper 
Um, right. I'm not sure who the second person is who passed that's close to him. Um, I don't have a clue. It's probably some personal friend of his that's got nothing to do with professional wrestling for, you know, right. Jeff. I mean, his eyes welled up. It looked like there were tears in his eyes. It looked like he was choking up. It seemed genuine. And it's like, it, it's does, just, it did. It's like, you've never seen me before. This is just me. It's no character. He does have sort of a strange sort of swampy accent, though. Uh, well, I, I, he's from Florida, isn't he? Yeah, but I, I mean, listen, Florida is a big state with a lot of areas, but I, I know a lot of people in Florida. I've never met one with that accent. I mean, he does right. have almost That's a bayou, 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 right? Bayou type accent. I mean, Mike could Rotundo be from New Orleans, for you know, right? <laughs> It could be, could be. Um, I guess that whole Gulf Coast thing. Um, Anyway, um, he basically says the fans never let him feel like he was forgotten, never let him give up. He didn't think he had anyone, but he was wrong. He was trying to feel sorry for himself, but nobody would let him. Everybody reminded him just how they still wanted him back. And he's back for all of us. He wants to thank all of us and he's, he's getting all nice and vulnerable and whatever. And he's trying to build to something. And then the lights go out and on the jumbotron, we see that staticky sort of vertical line staticky with that sort of guy Fox. Now, but a little bit Jeff. Yeah. A little bit of saw, a little bit of guy Fox, a little Max Hedrum in there speaking, which of course we've seen that same voice before, you know, uh, promising the return of Bray Wyatt. So, you know, who is this? Is that Uncle Harper? Is it Uncle Howdy? Is it someone else? Um, is, is did, did Bray record this for himself when one of his other personalities was occupying his head? And basically, the voice says things that I really had trouble hearing, but apparently he says something like, come to me and forget <laughs> the future and the past. And we don't know who we're dealing with, but we will. So, 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 so I don't know. I, Randy Orton's song is I Hear Voices in My Head, but uh, he may have to give that up to Ray because I mean, <laughs> he hears voices oh, yeah. in his head, head apparently, and, and they manifest themselves on the screen at times. Um, so, okay. So then the Moth logo flashes out or the Firefly logo flashes out on the screen. That's it. Show ends. We get our we get our copyright trademark um, disclaimer, and and you know the, the the brave folks in commentary they don't know what to make of this. No one knows what to make of this. Fade to black. Bray doesn't know what to yeah. make of it. And that that's the show. So what do you think of all this? Well, first of all, I want to say his entrance music sucks. <laughs> Change it already, please. Go with White Rabbit for for all I care because. That would be the ideal song right now for his character, in my opinion, anyway. That's first of all. Second of all, he's put on a lot of fucking weight. He really has, all right? I know I've pointed that out a million times, but I'm sorry, but he fucking has, which is not a negative. I'm not saying I hate that. Sounds like a negative. (laughs) No, no, no. Let me me, me rephrase that. I, I don't mean that in a negative sense. I'm just amazed at how much weight he's put on. I mean, if WB don't care, then neither do I. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought it was all about your look in WWE. Maybe shit has changed a little bit. Um, and third... When you're the number one merch seller for three years running, and, right. and you probably still would be even when you're not on the show. 
maybe sure. allowances are made. Well, and the other issue I've got, they got WWE got to tread very carefully with with where they're going with this Bray Wyatt thing right now, man. Because is he going to be the six faces of Wyatt basically? And if he is, that's not going to be easy to pull off, man. I know other wrestlers have done it in the past, most notably Mick Foley, obviously. You know what I mean? Uh, but this is even harder than that. I mean, are we going to get Husky Harris? Are we going to get the legit Bayou Bray Wyatt, you know, the, 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 what do you call it? The, the Jim Joneses, the Jim Jones version of fucking, uh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Right, Wyatt's right. And Bray Wyatt. Exactly. And I'm not talking about the rapper, just quietly, just in case anybody thought I meant Jim Jones, a rapper. No, I meant the cult leader. Like if we go that way and he changes his theme music for the mm-hmm. character, that's cool. I'm down for that. But we just got to tread very carefully. I Different think, music for each character is necessary. Yeah, it has to. It's necessary. It's a must. And are we going to get The Fiend still? Or is he done and dusted? Well, we've talked about this before, and I talked to Steve about this on Hammerlock Hangover, which dropped Sunday, even though we recorded it Thursday night timely, um, episode 102. So the, those boys are back, me being one of the boys. Um, I'm not so concerned about it because... Bray's already done this. He's he's been he's been the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt, while he's also sometimes been Firehouse Firefly Funhouse Bray, while he's also been the Fiend. So we've seen That's him true. do that. I don't, I don't think being himself is that difficult as well. And you know you know whatever Husky Harris was, uh, I yeah. also think that yes, for the most part, it's going to be him being the Wyatt sex. Um, but I do think at times they're going to have other people as stand-ins for his other personalities, which at times are the wrestlers. Now, this is where they have to be careful. Because unless you're going to do all cinematic matches, you know, almost like Ethan Page fighting Karate Man, where he's fighting the Oh, himself, no, please. Not that know, again. We don't need that shit. You know, you're going to have to have other wrestlers doing it. And there aren't that many wrestlers that look like Bray Wyatt. I mean, and like, if you think Joe Gacy is, Joe Gacy is like half the size of Bray Wyatt. They may be proportioned similarly. Please. He's half the yeah, size. He's, he's a midget compared to Bray. Right. We mentioned that the Dutch was in there and he might be, you know, he, he sort of fits the bill. But Dutch, conversely, is much bigger than Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Um, True. He's taller. You know, he's, he's probably 400 pounds. Um, so I don't know. I mean, if they bring Rowan back in, could, could he do it? If they, if he shaved his nah. beard, would he, would he shave his beard? No, no, no. He won't do it, man. He can't do it. He's much taller too. So at some point they're going to have to break from it being all in his head and being other people. And the other thing I heard is that Bray is on SmackDown also. So Ray's on SmackDown, Bray's on SmackDown. We just saw almost on SmackDown, whether that's just for an angle or if that's long-term. Who's left on Raw? Cody's out. The, the, Elias is coming back. That's one person. Big whoop. Yeah, it's irrelevant though, Jeff, because all I see is the same cast of characters on Raw and SmackDown. So at this point, does it really matter what team they're on and what brand they're on? Well, I mean, not if they're going to continue doing that, doing it, but at some point, you, you, I mean... I, I did. I, I 
heard that Baron Corbin with JBL are coming back to Raw, I guess, with his new oil Baron gimmick. You oh, know, man. You know, people are saying he's probably going to be part of the Wyatt Six. He'll be the Mercy Wheel. No, he's, I mean, he just got picked up by JBL. That was a story started during the Triple H regime. It's not just going to be dropped. He's going to have him. He's going to be, he's going to have a whole new look. He'll probably have like a handlebar mustache. He'll be wearing <laughs> shirts with bolo ties on there. A big, you know, rodeo belt. He'll have a suit. He'll have a big 10-gallon. Is he going to have a big Texan fucking accent too, mind you? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, he uh, went to North Carolina State, right? Where, I mean, I don't even know where he's from. Uh, yeah, where is he from, actually? Good Good question. I want to look that up as well because I never. I mean, not the North Carolina reason... and Texas are that close together, but for most people, a southern accent is a southern accent is a southern accent. Yeah, but there's a difference between a Carolinian sort of accent and a Texan accent, in my opinion. Yeah, but oh, it's not just your opinion; it's a fact. But I don't know well, that yeah. wrestling fans are necessarily that picky about it. I mean, there's different accents in West Texas than there are in East Texas and North Texas and South Texas. Right. No, a hundred percent. And I'm from Australia, and I can fucking tell. Yeah. Uh, he's from uh, where is he from? Oh, Kansas. Okay. That's not that far from Texas, so you 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 could pull it off. That's that same same sort of plains kind of. You know? Not sure there's that big a difference between the Texan that. Lenexa, Lenexa, Kansas. Don't ask me to know places in Texas in Kansas besides Lawrence. Yeah, like I've never Tequita. heard of Lenexa. Yeah, Wichita. Wichita, yes, there is Wichita. That's true. Um, so yeah, so Baron Corbin and Elias, not exactly lighting up the charts on on Monday night. So, gotta see what else is coming up. I don't know. I don't know. Neither do I. But like I said, at this point, doesn't matter what brand anyone's claiming to me. Oh, no, you didn't. Are they your PJs? Well, I mean, everything I wear is PJs. (laughs) 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 My life is pretty much perfect. Perfect? Well, fuck. I mean, it is. I mean, shit. You work from home. You got the woman. You're chilling like a villain because you're evil dose. And if you jabronis want to see it, you have to pay $5 to Hameen to see Uncaged. Yes, you do to see us. You got to pay us. Well, not pay us. Pay me in room. Been us here, but she she yeah. made a guest appearance on Uncaged. She so, did. She did. It's been a while, and you always bring her in. <laughs> I was going to say something stupid, but I won't. Go ahead. <laughs> no, Jimmy, everything you say is stupid. Don't worry about it. No, no, no. Believe me, <laughs> it's going to sound way out there. But so yeah, continue, yeah. Jeff. Don't mind me. Now, now I'm curious. I'm not going <laughs> to say anything until you say it. I'm just going to be silent until you say it. You're a prick, Jeff. How's that? That's what I was going to say. You're a prick. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I was going to say, if you're going to show cleavage, you might as well go the whole way, right? I mean, hey. No. There you go. <laughs> Boring. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. See, yeah, that's where you're happy now? Friends. That's for our only <laughs> That's what you should tell her to do. She'll make you feel <laughs> There you go. There's, there's, a, there's a money maker right you there. Got, you got to pay Lanny Poffo money for that. <laughs> the genius. The genius. Lanny Poffo. That's right. 
I wonder why they he, he thinks he is a genius. I mean, seriously. Hey, well, he wrote poetry. He did. I think legitly too. Yeah. Maybe he should have. Maybe he should have gotten the gig with the acclaimed instead of Billy Gunn, and he could have oh, written their raps. That would have been fucking funny. Or he's doing their raps, but but not rapping. Like he's rhyming though, but he's, in his genius he's voice. Doing, he's doing like William Shatner, like. <laughs> <laughs> What do they call that? Uh, like like a, a speakeasy, speak, speak, speak beats. I, I something like that. I, I can't believe I can't remember this. But anyway, you like uh, William Shatner used to go and then just say the poems, say say anything in sort of like groovy tones, with like, like just a bass going. Doom, it's doom, like doom. I came I came here to rap and uh, well see I can see I can't do it because I'm thinking of the genius. It's like. Right. If somebody rap, in the chat room but was I in the back. chat room, like like Chris would know the word, the professor would know the word, yeah, not us. Big Ray would know the word. I mean, you know, smart Jimmy probably not. Um, <laughs> Shh, don't right. say that around here. Not too loud. Right, you're gonna get he me into trouble, up. Jeff. That's you're gonna right. get me into trouble. No, he won't show up. I'm gonna really get you in trouble. You know who wouldn't know? Eight Track Black definitely wouldn't know. Oh, I forgot all about that guy. Big dummy. <laughs> who is that guy? I don't even know who that guy is. He was my predecessor on this network. Was he? No. No, no. This is a Mandela effect, Jeff. I don't know what you're talking about. No, okay. Never happened. Never, Never happened. happened. The so that was Smackdown. in your face. All right. So, so just, despite my multiple botches, I actually thought SmackDown was really entertaining. The pacing was great. They, they, they led with something unexpected. They had plenty of backstage segments, interview segments, wrestling segments. A lot of different stories, and, and it didn't feel cluttered or messy. It was, well, how an organized wrestling show with a lot of things going on should be. Yes, the thing with with L.A. Knight and he's divorcing his crew is is a little bit odd, and we're going to see where a lot of things go. But we're supposed to see where things go. This is episodic television, so that you see what happens next week. They gave us they gave us a number of cliffhangers, um, and and the. The dollar meter on the quality of the SmackDown is going up, going up. There's a lot of it, quality it dollar eligible. My dollar yes. choice was very difficult this week, and it was based on screen screen time. Screen time on on there time wise was was the deciding factor, not necessarily your hotness. Ah, but and who was that dollar queen? These you have to turn, through, you'll have to turn into the Dollar Club Wrestling this coming Thursday on YouTube. I may be on the show also. I don't know if that's uh-huh. a draw or or a detraction, but I, re- I really don't. I've been invited. On. I really don't know if I'm going to be able to make it yet. By the way, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't been invited to the show, but I always get told <laughs> on the air to come onto the show. So. I may be on Dollar Club Racing. I may not be. I don't know yet. You, you don't submit your dollars. I even gave them one for NWA Power this week. <laughs> well, they never asked for my dollars, but you know what? They don't ask for mine either. I just I just started volunteering them. <laughs> well, on the 27th, though, Jeff, we have commentating to do, actually, for Dollar Club Racing, which so is Mischief Night. Yes. Are, are we supposed to be getting, like, a rundown of the matches and, like, where people are from and their moves and things like that? Is it? It's like, it's the 17th today. I I need prep time. Oh, don't worry. We're going to be prepping. I was talking to to Kev earlier. So, uh, yeah, like it's definitely on. Don't worry about that. So on the 27th, 
in fucking Philly, it is Mischief Night and it is Dollar Club Wrestling. Jeff? I, I thought you were queuing up the commercial, so... Uh, oh, no, thinking. I wasn't. <laughs> Do no. you want me to queue up the commercial? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see Beasley again giving the... We have breaking news. <laughs> oh, you would know if I was queuing up the commercial, and right now is not the, the time. Post-production. you got that mischievous look on your face when you're going to queue something that you know I don't no, want to No, no, no. Trust me, you'll know. I'll sort of say it. I'll be like, blah, 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 because... Well, well then, I, I had no doubt that the event was going forward, and I have no doubt that they want us to do it. What I do have doubts about is getting the information ahead of time enough to actually prep. <laughs> no, no, we will. Well, actually, I'll talk to you off the air about it. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so guys, look for that. Uh, Mayhem Night, October 27th. Yeah, we're, uh, we're Mischief gonna Night. Mischief. Mischief, mischief night. night. Well, we're yes. going to be Mayhem Commentary. And, That's uh, right. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like Bobby the Brain Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. It's it's El Pussy Grande, whatever the hell that cat's name is, yeah. versus Rock Hard Jim Prenders. In a title in a title grudge match. In a title grudge match. It's a mysterious cat that El Pussy Grande mm-hmm. but uh I wonder who it is. I mean, will he reveal himself? I don't know. We'll find out. No idea. I mean, I have some ideas how it is. I think it might be the original Tiger Mask. It might be Jushin <laughs> Thunder Liger. I, uh, I mean, Could be. Yeah, I mean, he's not doing much. I, I think it, it might be, uh, it, it could be, um, who was uh, El Dragon Azteca from Lucha Underground, <laughs> Ray Horus? You know. or, or Viano 4, who just lost to uh, Penta El Zero M in Chipomania. It, 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 it might be Penta. For all I know, could I be. Mean, there was a lot be. of tattoos on the arm. I mean, it could be. Maybe it's <laughs> Randy Orton. Maybe this is what he's been rolling up for. He he's meows in his head. That's all, true. All, all I know is that the champ is angry. Rock hard, Jim Champ is angry. He's very angry, and in fact, you better recognize him. You better recognize him. And I'm telling you, he's in league with Vecna. He's working <laughs> with Vecna. So from Stranger <laughs> Things four. He is. It's scary shit, man. I mean, if if you haven't seen the promo, check it out because you see Vecna right in the background there. Right Pretty there. scary. If you don't see Vecna, <laughs> it just means that he hasn't come for you yet. But when he does, <laughs> you know you go into the dark side. On and the it dark means side. on the dark side, not only the dark side, but he'll call you a little bitch. He will. Apparently. He has one yes. word for you, little bitch. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, no, I thought SmackDown was the best wrestling show of last week by a wide margin, and I think that I thought that NXT and Raw were second and third again, far behind SmackDown. But I thought that Dynamite was sort of a, a fourth, not that distance from NXT and Raw, and Rampage was a distant, distant fifth. And this is the first time, probably in three years, that I could say with complete honesty that I thought all three of the WWE products were better than both of the um, AEW. Now, granted, AEW didn't have two products uh, that the entirety of that time. Um, but it's been a long time since I could say that, and we'll see what happens this week. But, uh, yeah, the, last week, not a great week for AEW uh, on television anyway. No, it hasn't been. And you're right about SmackDown. I didn't, I didn't think this week's SmackDown was better than the last couple of weeks, though. And I might have preferred Raw just over SmackDown this week. But, nevertheless, the WWE shows, I did watch NXT as well, funny enough. I agree with you, though. All the WWE shows were head and shoulders, and I'm not talking about the Dangerous Shampoo. 
I'm talking about head and shoulders above anything that AEW put out last week. 100% agree with you. Hmm. Well, I don't know about uh, Delson Blue, and I am talking about the head and shoulders, uh, the Stanchis <laughs> commercial there. Um, now, listen, if NXT had more wrestlers that I liked as opposed to some that I don't like, then it would have been a better show because it, it, the, the flow of it was was pretty great. Pacing um, great. The matches, though, like you could tell so many guys are still so green. Mm-hmm. Just by the way, they're always rushing. There's a lot of wrestlers in NXT that I feel like are just rushing along, you know what I mean? And not taking their time, like slow down a little bit. I feel like everyone panics in the NXT a, a little too much well, in their matches. Do. But there's also there's also a lot of wrestlers that I'm, I'm just simply not interested in. Um, True. Yeah, I, I don't want to see them develop or they, you know, they're not, they're veterans in their own right and I'm not interested in them. The, the the rumors going around that Bobby Fish is coming back to NXT. I heard. As, as a matter of fact, he was backstage last week. In That's NXT. what I heard. Well, after him getting no reaction at uh, Bound for Glory or whatever the Impact show was, I'm sure he's Bound for Glory throw. holes. Yep, that Brown for Glory holes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Listen, Bobby Fish is welcome back to NXT, but for me, as a trainer, I, I don't. We don't need him as a wrestler. I've said this before. Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish would make excellent trainers. Don't need them in the ring. I agree. But I don't mind Fish, don't get me wrong. But by this point, he's I'm not going to say he's too old and he's done, but like he's getting there. Put put it that way. Yeah. The funny thing is, what does AEW do with Undisputed Elite now? I mean, there's a trademark pending. Nothing's happened with it. It's, It's still... Nothing's happened since the time it was docketed. There's been no objections. There's been no, it hasn't even been assigned to anyone yet, as near as I can tell. It's just sitting there. Um, but that was supposed to be Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and I assume the Bucks were going to be in, involved in that sort of, but I think it was mostly going to be the three guys, and then they were going to have a few with Kenny and the Bucks. Um, well, Kenny and the Bucks wow. are all suspended. Kenny didn't even get wished a happy birthday. By, true, by, true. That's a good point. And his birthday was what on the sixteenth? Yeah, it was yesterday. They, it was yesterday, right? They wish everyone a friggin' what's he thirty eight now? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. They wish everybody a happy birthday. They don't wish him a happy birthday because he's suspended, or because there's, you know, is he the one that's threatening litigation? Is it Kenny Omega the one that did it? It's not Punk. I mean. Yeah, you can't even wish a, a fucker a happy birthday. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, kind of harsh, man. Yeah, I think I think shit's hit the fan big time. You With think? even the well, well, yeah, exactly. Well, Tony no, what Storm I mean by that today is allowed to what say she, she 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 says that she's mad that Thunder Rosa is walking around calling herself the AEW Women's Champion, which she is when Tony Storm's the one doing all the work. Well, that's when you got the title because you're in her. I mean, but whatever it is. This is like she's been babbling about this ever since the media scrum. You would think that Tony would 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 Tony Khan that is would have put an edict out. Stop the shit. Stop saying this stuff. Stop putting this out on social media. Stop stop griping on, on it. Ain't none of you that important unless your name is MJF. You're, you're, or Chris Jericho, which you know, <laughs> yeah. Jericho has played the game with TK perfectly. But right. anyway, continue on. Yeah. But back to Undisputed Elite. I mean, Cole may never wrestle again. He's got a very serious concussion. Kyle O'Reilly just had neck fusion surgery, and Bobby Fish was released. I mean, 
And why did they release Bobby Fish really anyway? Just for no reason? Well, I think he's the one who kept going to Triple H. I mean, he apparently he's the one that kept trying to talk wrestlers into like, let's get out of here. This place is a madhouse. Oh, and, yeah, did he that? Right, you're right. And let's also face it. Who cares about Bobby Fish? He sucks. And it was just a matter of time. And he, he was injured a couple of times in his short tenure. At, at, right, at that's AEW, true. Because he's always injured. and He's, he's injury prone, definitely. And he's like 45 years old. Yeah, no, I think his time is pretty much done. Like you said, he'd be best as a trainer right now, man. All right, well, since I'm the host, and since we've gone over an hour and a half, and since this is a weird show with you driving and me watching things, because uh, I don't know how to read your copy. Um, oh, blame me, why don't you? <laughs> well, you you type all that stuff out. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of hard work to jump. So, Jimmy <laughs> T, tell them where they can find you. Ah, funny that you told me where they can find me, but you can find me right there, like Jeff was pointing, at DJ Mass Effects on Twitter and at the PwC Network. But please like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com, uh, channelattitude.com, theblogpod.com, the hustle, I mean media group.podbean.com, and anywhere else that I've probably missed. So yeah, that's about it, Jeff. So you can take it home, my, my man. All right, well, you can find me. There I am, Icarus Fell. You can find me oftentimes next to Jimmy T on the fine networks that he just mentioned. Also on many of those fine networks, including PWC and Wrestling Student Network. Uh, you can find Hammerlock Hangover, my other wrestling partner podcast with Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena. We didn't miss a week, but we don't typically miss weeks. Even when we miss weeks, usually either I grab Jimmy or I do the show or whatever. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, but one, episode 102 just dropped, so it's still pretty current. And my non-wrestling podcast, Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Garden of Doom is celebrating the whole month of Spooktober, Spooktober, October, Samhain, Halloween, uh, with a told you voodoo priestess we had an interview with the witch a vampire just did an episode of noxies and the occult uh, scary folklore from africa and south asia so or this is a, a scary scary about giants oh my so check that shit out and i guess jimmy's gonna say peace and i'm gonna say stay evil my friends yeah, well, in saying that, I'm Jimmy T, he's Jeff Lippman, and you've been listening and watching the PwC Friday Night Smack Talk right here on the PwC Network. Bye.
PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.